I am Emily Lyons. In 2011, without a high school degree and with no money to my name, I decided to start my own business. Since then, I've built several multi-million dollar companies and I don't plan on stopping. Being a businesswoman, CEO, serial entrepreneur, survivor, and general life enthusiast, I'm endlessly jazzed by the business of life, especially the stories of extraordinary people I've had the privilege to meet along my own improbable journey to success. I don't think it's fair to keep that privilege to myself, and I think you deserve to be utterly lifted and shifted by these people too. All inspiring people are inspired people, so get ready to be inspired. Today, I am joined by Dr. Jamie Rosowski. She's a naturopathic doctor specializing in dermatology. We chat the latest crazes in skincare. She shares a few of her best tips for health, beauty, and well-being, and we dive deep into everything from retinol to LED treatments, acupuncture facials, and much more. She is a firm believer that the best type of beauty is achieved from the inside out. Enjoy. Awesome. So today, I'm joined by Dr. Jamie Rosowski. Welcome. Thank you. So now tell us what you do and who you are. Okay. So I'm a naturopathic doctor. I'm based in Toronto and virtually, and I have a practice focused on hormonal and dermatological optimization. Okay. And so what is that? So basically I work with patients with imbalanced hormones or skin issues, and I like to address the root cause. That's kind of what naturopathic medicine is all about. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because we don't often think of our skin reflecting what's going on in our body. Exactly. And that's kind of the first warning sign of what's going on deeper inside our bodies. Mm. The skin and outer appearance. I've always been very, very fascinated by skincare. It's something that I've been into since I was young. But after going through loss and things like that, I really damaged under my eyes. And I saw numerous doctors and clinics and stuff. And they said that because I cried so much, I actually damaged the skin under my eyes. Mm -hmm. So I've kind of been on this mission on how to fix it. And it's led me down all these different paths. And it's been really interesting seeing how everything is connected. 100%. And that's actually the thinnest part of our skin is right underneath our eyes. So that's kind of the first spot that people start to notice changes hmm. in their skin. And you'd be surprised. Stress is the number one issue. Any type of stress, trauma, that's the number one issue that creates the beginning of the skin problems and even hormonal imbalances. Oh, wow. Yeah, they go super hand in hand. So what's the first thing for somebody that is seeing the first signs of aging? What do you recommend that they do? So my patients normally first come to me with, they starting to see more wrinkles. They're starting to see less plumpness to their skin. They're starting to see sun damage, things like that. And so what we like to do is we like to go through the whole health history with that person. Mm. What's the main reason for these problems? Like, is it overuse of retinol or for hmm. in your case, it's the loss and the crying and the wiping. And then we like to remove those parts first. And then we like to go from back to forward. So we like to remove the root causes and then get the healing process going. Mm -hmm. So you can overuse retinol? Oh, 100%. I see it all the time. Retinol is the vitamin A. It's a very strong version of a vitamin A acid. Mm -hmm. It basically just thins your skin, especially during summertime, like right now, mm -hmm. when the sun rays are stronger than ever, is the thin skin is starting to get 
more oxidative stress to it and it's harder to heal. And then you're going to notice these darker spots. They look like aging spots, sunspots in the areas where you apply the most retinol. So if you're using retinol right now, make sure you have a really strong SPF. Do you recommend to your clients to use retinol? I do. I don't personally use my retinol in the summer. I find it, it's just too risky. Mm-hmm. I like to look at the risk versus benefit ratio. Mm-hmm. And it's just too risky in the summer. I like to expose my skin to direct sunlight for about 15 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's not worth it in the summer. I do in the winter time though, but everyone's different. So how do they, when you start retinol, because you have to start it really slowly, don't you? Exactly. Yeah. You start it really slowly. It's based on everyone who's different. So someone with like a fair skin tone, like you and me, for example, we would have to start at a very small percentage and gradually build up. And if we are using it in the summer, obviously make sure it's used at nighttime. And then in the morning we have to wear SPF. So what percentage would we start at? It totally depends. It totally depends. I can't really say because everyone's totally different, Mm -hmm. but there's some good brands out there with a very, very gentle retinol, like barely anything. And I would start with one of those for sure. What are some of your go-to brands? Like, do you become loyal to certain companies? Yeah, there's compounded skin creams. I work with pharmacies and I build individualized creams for my patients. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, I'll add in different ingredients as well. Like we'll throw in some vitamin C for some antioxidation and we'll throw in some vitamin E for aging, other things like that to combat the dark spots. Niacinamide brightens the skin. So I like to do compounded route just because I know exactly what's in there. There are some really good medical brands as well. I'm really liking Biofora lately. Have you heard of this brand? Mm, I don't think so. Yeah, it's a Canadian company and I've been liking them. Their stuff is gentle enough without doing too much damage. I'm always trying to look things up on Beautypedia, Paula's Choice website. Oh, yeah. Did you ever use that? Because I love how, yeah, they go into the science of it all. Yeah, it's good to do your own research. I think people are just starting to start doing their research and ingredients. Mm -hmm. And also Mm -hmm. packaging and how that affects potency and... Yeah, totally. There's a lot of different misleading types of advertising that they can write. Like all natural means really nothing. Paraben free doesn't mean SLS free. There's all these different misleading types of advertising and you just have to do your own research nowadays. Mm. So you work on the diet side as well. Yes. So that's a huge pillar to your health, to hormones and skin is diet. Obviously what you eat is what you see on the outside, basically. So I, if any type of person who I'm working for aging, anti-aging, or if I'm rebuilding the skin barrier, I always think fats, number one. Like if we think about the basic of our skin, it's basically just fat. So rebuilding that, we want to focus on a lot of good healthy fats, like olive oil, nuts, seeds, like a Mediterranean diet. Mm -hmm. Avocados. Exactly. That's in beauty food right there, Mediterranean diet. And do you avoid certain things like grains or... Yeah, I try to avoid gluten as much as I can. Based on my genetic history, we have a lot of colon cancer, we have a lot of eczema, Mm. and there's a lot of issues with gluten for those two things. 
So I try to stay away from that, but there's also, I stay away from dairy. I find that going back to my skin journey, dairy has always been kind of a culprit for cystic acne. So I try to stay away from as much as I can. I try to avoid all gluten and dairy and and all this stuff only because it gives me stomach issues. And I find that it often correlates with my mental health. Like I get stressed out easier and things like that. And I really think it's because they cause inflammation in my body. And And you can feel it once you're in tune with your body. Don't you agree that you can feel? Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Like now if I eat, because I don't really eat much sugar, just fruit. And sometimes I'll have like 85% dark chocolate. But if I do eat sugar, like the next day I feel terrible. It's like I have a hangover. Isn't it crazy? Once you're in tune with your body, what you can pick up. Hmm. Do you take supplements? Yeah, I take a lot of supplements. Oh, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm back and forth a lot. Like I like to try a lot of things before mm-hmm. I recommend anything. I've probably tried it before. So I think the staples for me, and if we're talking skin, I definitely think the staples for me would be a good liposomal vitamin C and a fish oil and a probiotic. Those are my for sure staples for skin. How would those each affect the skin? So fish oil is that fat, that healthy fat, the omega-3s that we need to build our skin barrier. Does cod liver oil count as one of those? Yeah, 100%. Is that what you're taking? Yeah, I take a cod liver oil. Yes. that's Yeah, same thing. That's a really good omega. And it helps bring down inflammation in your skin too. So anyone with like eczema, rosacea, and damaged skin on you under your eyes, definitely load up on the omegas. Probiotic is mainly for gut health. So if you find you're sensitive to some foods, a probiotic can kind of help you out with that to help uh, absorb the nutrients and not just feel bloated and get all these cystic acne the next day kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And it also helps with the pH barrier of the skin, which is super important. Like flora will match the skin flora. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it basically all starts with the gut for the pH balance. And then what about the vitamin C? What would that be doing for your skin? So vitamin C is really important for collagen. It's kind of the foundation for collagen. As we age, we lose collagen in our skin naturally. Mm -hmm. So vitamin C just boosts that. And it kind of gives your skin a little glow. When I'm taking my liposomal C, I notice this really nice glow to my skin. So yeah, I'm taking that every day for sure. Liposomal is a lot better than just the regular ascorbic acid. What's the difference? What's liposomal? It's fat bound. Okay. Yeah. So it's more fat soluble, fat bound, and you absorb so much more of it. I think the difference is like, I think I went to a conference once and the ascorbic acid water soluble regular vitamin C that everyone probably takes, it's only like 19% absorbed. You get more vitamin C from the food you're eating. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then the liposomal brings it up to about 90%. Oh, that's quite a difference. Yeah. So what's the difference between taking a vitamin C for collagen production and just taking collagen? It's good to take both. It really is. Mm -hmm. Vitamin C helps you keep the collagen and build the collagen foundation. Mm -hmm. And collagen is just adding it to your diet to help you place the bricks down. Okay. Yeah, like the brick. Mm -hmm. So would vitamin C be a precursor to to collagen production? Exactly. So do you treat other issues aside from dermatological ones? Yeah. You know what? If anyone has a dermatological issue or they have a stubborn skin problem, 
there's definitely another problem going on inside the body. And that's why I like to say I focus in skin because a lot of people can relate to that. Not everyone can relate to a thyroid problem, for example, if they don't have their blood work. It's a very good thing to, to practice in because your skin is a sign that something is going on deeper down. Mm-hmm. It's an exciting puzzle to figure out. <laughs> <laughs> I just got one of those LED masks. Oh, yeah. I haven't used it yet. Do you use those? Yes. So did you get the one that changes colors? I got the one. I saw that the light salon, that's who it is. A few celebrities I've seen had been using it. Chrissy Teigen, that was who it was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I figure if, if she's using it, it's probably going to be good quality. But I looked up the lights and all that that they use and... It's it. it was, great skin too. <laughs> yeah. And it was comparative to Juve, which is just a red light yes. therapy. So I thought, okay, well, if it's the same level of lights and all of that, so it's like, okay, well, then it'll be good for the face and the body. Yes. So Juve is a great company too, that they are innovators of this whole red light trend going on right hmm. now. Mm-hmm. But I actually use red light therapy in my clinic. I find it super, super important to heating hmm. things up. It basically just takes away any inflammation in your skin and it does help with that collagen process. So it helps you create more collagen. It has to be a certain wavelength. So I'm glad you're doing your research in the lights before you buy mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. It has to be a certain wavelength of infrared light. Yes, that's what I had read it. It had said mm-hmm. the best red light therapy devices use proven wavelengths, visible red, mid 600 nanometer range, and invisible NIR light in mid 800s. And that's what the mask has. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Around 680 is kind of that golden nanometer number for the skin benefits, which is really cool. Because there were so many of them. And just like skincare products, you go down this path and Mm -hmm. you're like, I could have a skincare store with all the products that I buy. You really got to research to know what you're using to make sure that's actually doing something. Oh yeah. I call it the skincare graveyard. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think about, because I also recently got the Glow Pro, which is micro needling and it has red light with it. I don't know how effective the red light is because it's kind of blocked by the microneedling itself. Okay. I can't picture that machine right now, but I know the microneedling is really great. I love microneedling for sure. Hmm. The ones that are at home, I have seen sometimes that the needles can dull if you're not replacing it enough. Okay. So some of my patients, you know, just either forget or they're trying to save money and they'll forget to replace the head or the roller, or the needle roller. And basically the needles dull up and you can actually get like a nasty skin infection from them. So that's one mm. thing that I've been like, okay, we have to make sure this is only medical or you're having a really good tool at home that you're using. So how often should you be replacing them? I think it depends. The derma roller ones that I see most patients using, and those are very popular, I would honestly change that every time I would use it. I mean, in practice or at the medical spas, they're definitely replacing the heads every time they use it, but I don't think it's recommended to change it that much. I've been spraying mine down with alcohol after with like rubbing alcohol. That's good. It's a little strange rolling needles all over your face. (laughs) (laughs) How does it feel? It's all right, but I just worry that it's damaging it. Like, how is this good for my skin? (laughs) Yeah. So it's kind of similar to my facial acupuncture. 
Okay. It's like a cosmetic type of acupuncture just on the face. And it's kind of similar to that. So basically the needles are creating these little mini micro traumas in your skin. Mm-hmm. And when you get a little injury, your body signals a cascade to heal the wound and heal the injury. So it brings in elastin, collagen, blood flow, and it heals up and tightens that area and brings more plumpness to that area to fill in the little micro traumas, right? Mm. So that's what microneedling and facial acupuncture is all about. Is that similar to what the red light therapy does? Not really. Like red light isn't really making micro traumas, but it is helping you to recruit the collagen and the blood flow a lot faster to those sites. So I have to layer. How does it signal the collagen production? It's something to do with the photoregenesis. Okay. basically generating these these molecules in the skin and the immune system to come to the surface. Okay. If that makes sense. So it's bringing down inflammation, but at the same time, helping the immune system come to the surface of the skin to create this healing process a little bit faster. So how often would you use either of those? I use my red light therapy every day. I love my red light. It's really helped me with a lot of my skin issues. Mm -hmm. But I recommend doing the facial acupuncture with the red light therapy either once a month or every other week. Okay. So you don't do it that often, the microneedling? Yeah, I don't do it that often. Oh, wow. I had read on a few articles that was saying, if you can tolerate it, do it every day, the microneedling. Yeah. So the microneedling, especially the ones at home, they're not as deep. They don't really get the dermal layer. It's more of the epidermis, which Mm -hmm. is like an exfoliation. Like it's a very superficial, nice exfoliation. Mm -hmm. But the acupuncture needles go a little deeper into the dermis. Oh, okay. Do you see holes after the fact? Nope. You don't see holes. The needles are so thin. They're like a strand of hair. So sometimes there is a little bit of blood. If you (laughs) a tiny little artery or something like that, but it doesn't last long and there should be very minimal bruising with the acupuncture needles. Can I ask how old you are? I'm 28. Oh, you're so young. (laughs) Yeah. How long have you been a doctor? I've been a doctor for two years. Okay. Only two years, but I actually worked at a perimenopausal clinic when I was an intern. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really sparked my interest for aging and anti-aging and this whole skin thing. So yeah, definitely one of my passions. Are you still closed because of COVID? Yes, unfortunately. I'm thinking of opening probably in the second week of June, end of June, mm-hmm. but definitely less hours just to avoid crowding, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a weird time, right? It's a very weird time. Yeah. Have you been quarantining by yourself? Yeah, I've been with my family. Mm -hmm. I'm doing virtuals online, which has been really nice, but I'm really excited to get back to start doing the acupuncture facials. Oh, yeah. You could probably do a lot of it, though, virtually, right? Oh, yeah. It's been really cool having to do this because before it would just be like, oh, yeah, come on in. Let's, why not come in person? But I think everyone's finding it so much easier to just do it online. Oh, 100%. I've been loving yeah. that. I think a lot of the meetings and the appointments that we have could totally be done online and save us so much time. I totally agree. I think there's a big change coming for sure. Do you think that you'll produce your own cosmetic line ever? Cream? Yes. Yes. I actually have been thinking about that for the longest time. That's been one of my dreams for sure. 
I've always been one to create my own skincare products. That's why I like doing this whole compounded things with the pharmacy. Mm -hmm. Like I make my own body butter. I make my own eye cream. I've been making my own skincare stuff for so long that even my family, my friends, they're like, why don't you just make this for your patients? Yeah. (laughs) You can be my tester. Done. (laughs) I'll send you the first stuff. You can tell me if it's good or not. When you were a kid, is this what you wanted to do? Yes. I always wanted to be either a plastic surgeon or a dermatologist. I didn't even know what a naturopath was until I was about, (laughs) yeah, I think I was 16. I didn't even know what naturopathy was. Isn't it funny how you always have these passions that stick with us? How has your journey been? To be a naturopath, it's four years of undergrad. I did biology undergrad, and then it's four years of naturopathic medical school. Yeah, so it was eight years. So it's definitely been a long time. Wow. But it's been a good process, and I'm happy I went through it all. And at the same time, I was dealing with health issues through this whole time I'm in school. Oh, so wow. I think it was one of the best experiences I've ever had. Really? As a doctor, yeah, for sure. Why? Because you were able to navigate your own health? Exactly. I was learning how to heal myself through what I was learning in school. And it was just such an incredible opportunity. Can I ask what your health problems were? Yeah. So I think it was after university or mid-university. I got off the birth control after being on it for 10 years. The oh. And I started noticing all these changes to my body. So my hair was thinning. I got acne really bad for the first time in my life, like very cystic, painful acne. Oh gosh. Yeah. I was getting really bad PMS. I just wasn't the same person. Like something was off and kept going to my doctor. I either got antibiotics for the acne. I got options to go back on another birth control pill. And it just felt like there was no solution, no reason why this was happening. It was just very confusing time. Then I was diagnosed with PCOS polycystic ovarian syndrome. And it was just so confusing because I literally took a step back and I said, what is actually going on with my body at a scientific level? Let's try to figure this out. Right. And I basically compared it to perimenopause. I was confused because I felt like my hormones were all dropped because I had the synthetic hormone in my body for so many years. Mm-hmm. I had like zero estrogens, zero progesterone, zero testosterone. And that's the same as menopause basically. And I was probably 20 at the time going, what's happening? Why am I going through menopause? I didn't know what was going on, right? Mm-hmm. So it was just healing my body from the inside out. And at first it started, okay, I got to get rid of this acne. And then I changed to changing my lifestyle, hmm. my diet, everything was involved. To kind of balance it all out. Exactly. Did you have to take a lot of different supplements? Yeah, I took a lot. I even went on a bioidentical hormone actually. What's that? It comes in different forms. So you can do creams, you can do oral, you can do vaginal suppositories. And it's basically <laughs> just giving your body bioidentical. So they're very similar to our natural hormones. Mm-hmm. And I took progesterone for probably, I'm going to say six months. I took it for when, when I was super young, but I was also taking Vitex. I was taking other supplements to kind of boost that hormone cascade again and get me back to creating it on my own. So I wouldn't need this bioidentical forever. And yeah, it took me a long time, but it worked. Isn't that funny that a lot of the time, if you hadn't have been advocating for yourself, you might be still suffering. Exactly. I totally agree with that. 
I mean, you're lucky, obviously, because you're a doctor, but I think even just everybody has to be really be an advocate for their own health. It's so true. And doing your own research and getting second opinions is so important. I know you talk about different things like cancer and things that affect that. And I've read different things with you and sugar. And so I know you're very involved as well on that side of the things. Diet's obviously super important. I think that's definitely what healed my gut issues for Mm -hmm. sure. Fast forward a little bit from the whole PCOS thing. I was going through stressful times. I was going through exams, going through board exams. It wasn't eating properly at all. wasn't cooking for myself, eating Mm -hmm. a lot of processed foods, sugary foods. And then another skin problem came up called perioral dermatitis. Have you heard of this? No. Oh my gosh. You don't want to hear of it. It's one of the most (laughs) skin conditions. And I suffered from it for about two years. So what is it? So basically there's a lot of theories of how it can start. There's no main cure right now yet for it. A lot of women suffer from it between reproductive years. So it's either hormonally related or gut related. I've kind of narrowed it down to two of those root causes. I basically had this red rash around my nose and my mouth, like a bump. Oh my gosh. It was itchy. It was flaky. It was just the most ugliest thing, right? And I actually started noticing it after a facial. I got a facial, actually, one of the best spas in a hotel in Toronto. And I went there a few times before nothing like this happened. And I started noticing this red little rash started to get bigger and bigger over the weeks So it obviously has to do with topical stuff as well. So there's many different reasons why it starts and why it lingers. And you have to address all of them or it doesn't go away. I completely redid all my skincare products at this time because I did some research into the product SLS, the Mm -hmm. ingredient sodium lauryl sulfate, Mm -hmm. which destroys the skin barrier. So did some research there, eliminate all that from my skincare products. And then I also, at the same time, I remember I was in a conference in Miami, putting on my makeup, trying to hide this rash, going to a conference. And I'm like, that's weird. I just checked into my body for a sec. And I was like, okay, I have acid reflux. And this has been going on for a few weeks. Mm. So I got that tested. And then I tested positive for H. pylori, which is gut flora imbalance in your Yeah. I realized there was a bunch of root causes for this. And... Now I help a lot of people with perioral dermatitis. And it's not just one root cause. There's no one medicine. There's no one cream. You have to check all the boxes off first and then attack it from that route. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you've actually experienced it yourself because now you'll be able to help so many people. Exactly. Be able to identify it and relate with them firsthand on those issues. It's interesting how much stress really wreaks havoc on all parts of our body. Totally. It can throw you off balance completely. And it can throw off your diet. It can throw off your hormones. It can throw off so much. If I'm going through a really stressful time, my period will completely go away. And you've noticed that how many times? Just once or is it? No, I've noticed that different stressful periods through my life. Yeah. I mean, you're an entrepreneur and when your cortisol ever goes up, which it naturally will when you're running all these businesses... Mm-hmm. It will mess up your hormones. Cortisol mm-hmm. is a hormone. And when cortisol is out of balance, all your other hormones are out of balance. Yeah. A few years ago, when I used to go to a lot of the events that we did, I was constantly doing late nights and always drinking at the events and my skin was awful. 
Isn't that crazy? I haven't drank for years now. I just completely cut it out because my skin was so dry. And no matter what I put on it, it just so unbelievably dry. How do you manage that with all the events happening and all the alcohol? Well, I had to completely cut it out because I found if I told people, oh, I'm not drinking tonight, they didn't really take that. Oh, have a glass of champagne. Yeah. Have just one when that's every night of the week. So completely cut it out cold turkey that was years ago and never felt better and it really changed i think that alcohol really did a lot of damage to my body i think that it caused a lot of inflammation and stomach issues and things like that i don't miss it one bit (laughs) i mean if i do go to our events i always leave early because sleep is huge and if i don't sleep then i feel absolutely terrible like all of us crave the sugar and the carbs and Mm -hmm. You are the dream anti-aging patient from here. Oh, really? (laughs) Saying all the right things. (laughs) Especially too, when you're taking a lot of photos for work and you see the changes in your skin up close, you feel that pressure on you and it's scary. Yeah. Especially at the beginning when only you are noticing more than what you think other people are noticing, but it's obviously very alerting. But insomnia is definitely related to accelerated aging. I noticed my friends that have children the first year after their child, you can really tell. And I think it's because of the the lack of sleep. Like it's crazy because I like to recommend seven to eight and a half hours a night, but I mean, how are you supposed to do that with a newborn? Mm -hmm. Waking every two hours. And that's definitely something I still struggle with with my patients who have newborns today. Mm -hmm. My mom was a nurse for 40 years or something and she worked crazy shifts. And she said it just wreaked havoc on her skin because she'd work 12-hour shifts overnight and then come home and you've got three kids. Like she did. (laughs) She'd have naps here and there. But for her, her generation, she said skincare just wasn't a thing. Even now, she doesn't have a single cream that she uses. Isn't that interesting, right? And our generation is just so obsessed with it. Yeah, I know. We're over the top. We have just got everything. Like she comes and loves to go through my things and be like, so what's this for? <laughs> what's this? Rosehip oil. She'll be like, and do you put this on your face? <laughs> Does she use it more that she sees your stuff? No, it's not something that's concerned to her. Not at all. I was talking about how I want to try to get rid of the sunspots on my face. I lived in Australia when I was younger and I was like 20 at the time and we would go and oil up and lay in the sun. The sun in the world right there. And my mom's like, why would you want to get rid of your sun kisses? (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) It's different to love the skin you're in, but it's also important to take care of the skin that you're in. Mm -hmm. So it's like a balance there. It is totally a balancing act. And I mean, like my mom says, don't you want to age gracefully? Be proud to be the age you are. And I was like, yeah, you can be proud to be the age you are, but you can also take care of it and look your best for as long as you can. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And when you look good, you feel good, right? Mm -hmm. It's like biohacking your health. Frig, I want to biohack my skin. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) I try, and I was, (laughs) I made an egg white mask the other day. Oh, yeah. I did egg white and honey and lemon juice. Put it on my oh. face. See how that would work. My mom was calling it the salmonella mask. Oh my God. <laughs> but it actually, surprisingly, my skin was really nice after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, was it softer? What did you notice? Yeah. Tightened it and my pores were smaller. Okay. So to your question, do your pores get bigger as you age? 
Do they get bigger as you age? Mm, no, they get bigger with different hormonal fluctuations okay. and dehydration. Dehydration. And as we age, we go through hormonal fluctuations and dehydration. Oh. So it's like maybe that it does make sense, but there is a way to target those two, targeting the dehydration, obviously. And the main reason to target dehydration is diet, not necessarily drinking more water. Okay. Are you noticing your pores are getting larger? Yeah, I just saw my cheeks and stuff. And I thought maybe it was loss of collagen or something, losing the tightening of the pores. That could be it too, for sure. Because collagen keeps things plump and filled in. You have lots of that, you might notice more. I always focus on hydration and things like that, those masks and stuff. So I thought I'd try more of like a salicylic acid mask. And would that help your pores? Oh, for sure. I love acid, any type of acid. So alpha hydroxy acids, beta hydroxy acid, which is salicylic acid, mm-hmm. lactic acid, things like that. Like lactic acid is in Greek yogurt. So you can even try like a Greek yogurt. Oh, isn't that neat? Yeah. And it just gently exfoliates the skin. And when you gently exfoliate it, you see more of the hydrated under layer of the skin tissue. So a little bit of acids will help with the cellular turnover, which will minimize the pores. So what's the difference between an exfoliator and something like an acid? So acids are an exfoliator. It's more of a chemical exfoliator. And then we have the... Like a scrub. The physical exfoliators, yes. Like a scrub, like the grains of sand that you pour a little bit of water into, things like that. I love the chemical exfoliators. I really, really do more. But if you have any sensitive skin, just do the chemical exfoliators. If you have more of the skin, you know, your skin doesn't get red too easily, things like that. Yeah, throw in a a physical exfoliator here and there. I've been using a little silicone brush lately when I'm washing my face. Have you seen those little things? Yes. Yeah, and I love it. And it was $3. And it's just a very gentle physical exfoliator. Hmm. And I've been finding I don't need to use the grainy stuff anymore. Because I would think that that could also be damaging to the skin. Yeah, especially if you have sensitivity, right? So mm-hmm. if you are really scrubbing your skin, and even if you use too much of the chemical exfoliators, you're taking away that pH barrier of your skin. And you need that to fight off, say, pollution, say, acne, mm. so much stuff. It's like the first offense is the flora of your skin. Hmm. So our cell turnover, does it not turn over as often as we age? Yeah, it definitely goes down for sure. Mm. But a lot of it has to do with nutritional status. If you have good nutrition, you have good hydration, your cells are plump and they're regenerating a lot faster. But also there's something called mitochondria in our skin cells. Mm -hmm. And as we age, we lose this mitochondria. And the mitochondria is the energy, the driving force Mm -hmm. of the cells. So without energy, there's not that much movement or cellular turnover. And doesn't red light therapy help that? Yes, yes, indeed it does. It actually activates the mitochondria. And what else can we do to help that? Have you heard of CoQ10? Yes, I have. Yes, CoQ10, I've been using it in my skin products with my patients and they've been loving it. All my anti-aging creams now have CoQ10, but basically CoQ10 is the driving force. It's kind of like the food for the mitochondria. So there's supplements you can take. Um, It's also really good for your heart. You see a lot of mitochondria in your heart, in your skin as well. Do you take it in supplement form as well? 
Yeah, you can take it in supplements form. Also very good for fertility. Hmm. is a very good anti-aging supplement. I've been using it more and more lately just because I'm loving the effects I'm seeing topically and internally. Hmm. What do you take daily? You mentioned those three earlier, but you say you take a lot. Yeah, so I'm also taking iron. I've been low in iron for a long time, so I'm mm-hmm. taking iron every single day. I'm also taking saw palmetto, which is huge cystic acne game changer for anyone huh. struggling with this. It's actually in a lot of prostate formulas. So oh. it basically brings down androgens. It's a different type of testosterone in your body. Mm-hmm. It brings down that androgen hormonal cystic acne around like the chin and jawline and neck, back, chest. If you have any of those acne, if you have a little bit of hair loss in your temple area Mm -hmm. or acne on your chin or your chest or your back, I would say you have higher androgens. And to decrease that, saw palmetto, zinc, two amazing natural supplements that work wonders for bringing down androgens. So I take that every single night. That's a game changer for my skin, for sure. What brands you usually use? That's another thing that I find difficult looking through all the different supplements because some of them are derived from different sources. Some of them are made in a lab. Some of them are made from natural substances. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm glad you're doing so much research. As well. <laughs> well, <laughs> quarantine. I got to keep myself busy. Yeah, I prefer the medical brands. Mm-hmm. I only work with the medical brands. And what I mean by medical professional lines is they have standards. Mm-hmm. So for example, they have people who check, for example, their probiotics. They make sure there's actually 5 billion CFUs in there and there's not half of it's deactivated or more than half mm-hmm. of it's deactivated. Like a lot of them on the shelves and especially like our grocery stores and our drug stores, a lot of that stuff is junk. So you really have to put your money towards the supplements that have the standards, have the professional mark on them and are being sold from medical professionals. I noticed that my mom and brother are on a lot of vitamins when I got here because I've been quarantining with them and looking at the ingredients, it's just absolute garbage. It's like mm-hmm. you're trading off one thing for another. You're taking these vitamins, but they also have so many additives of just garbage. And then what's the quality of these vitamins even giving you? Yeah. And it's hard, especially for people who have any gut issues and they're trying to absorb Mm -hmm. these supplements. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that's going to happen, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Because it's just going to make it worse. Yeah. Especially with the fillers and the additives, things like that. One of the things that really shocked me was my brother's on Boost. So they want him to drink two boosts a day. And have you ever looked at the ingredients in those Uh, things? That's like an insurer, right? Yes. They are just garbage. It's like, corn syrup or whatever and just yeah you want corn syrup (laughs) these are being touted as a health drink and they're in all the hospitals and it just blows my mind still like how backwards a lot of the health industry is and how unregulated it is Mm -hmm. yeah there's a lot of natural things too that we can do to keep our gut good but keep the weight on and keep us healthy even just people who take a multivitamin every day and think that is doing it it's really not Mm -hmm. it doesn't replace diet it doesn't Mm -hmm. i've been working on that because my brother has cystic fibrosis and then my sister had as well and my mom has some different issues as well so i've been working with them and their diets and because yeah the diet that they were taught from the nutritionists who's older and doing what they were taught, of course, but it's just not a good diet. They told my brother to eat very, very high fat. So like they tell him eat fast food and 
because see if patients can't get cholesterol, but you can get all kinds of other things. You're not immune to cancer and things like that. So I've been making ham smoothies that I drink, which is like I put a whole avocado in my smoothie every morning. And that's, you. that's a lot of fat, but I'm skinny and it tastes amazing. And Yeah, and your skin is thanking you and your hormones. You need healthy fat to build the basis of a hormone. Mm. Cholesterol is the backbone of hormones. What do you think of coconut oil? Because I read so many conflicting things on that. I love it. I love coconut oil. I have done that research too. Mm -hmm. I've looked into it too. I still love it. I put it in my smoothies. I use it topically too, but internally, I love it. It has high caprylic acid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you've read about that too. I did, yeah. Yeah. And so, yes, some places I read that it's toxic and you shouldn't be taking it. So then I go from like putting in my smoothie to taking a break. (laughs) It's good to mix it up. Obviously, if you're doing too much of anything, it's not good for you. So Mm -hmm. if you're doing too much saturated fat, it's not good for you. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're doing too much kale every single day, say you're eating kale every single day, all day long, that's not good for you. Mm -hmm. You Take everything into moderation. These studies are amazing, but what they do sometimes is they do it on extreme cases and then they'll make their hypothesis off of what they're finding. Right. So basically just keep it in moderation, have it in your diet. The caprylic acid is amazing. Kills yeast, it's antifungal, helps with that mm. pH balance for your skin. Mm-hmm. It's that healthy fat that's good for our skin, our hair, and our nails. I'm going to add it back in. I think smoothies are the best thing that you can do. I mean, they're so fast and you can just throw so much stuff in there that's good and you can't even taste it. Yeah, especially for busy people like yourself. It's so yeah. fun to own a nice blender, like a Vitamix or anything. Mm-hmm. Throw something in there and you have it. It's like a slow burn when you have protein and fat. Mm-hmm. So keeps you full for a longer period of time rather than just going to Tim Hortons and grabbing a little snack wrap thing. Yeah. Or I used to just grab a banana and that would be what I'd have for the morning pretty much. Mm. Which is funny now because now I've been doing intermittent fasting, which I've been struggling with. It's really hard to do. How far are you along it? I think it's two and a half weeks I've been doing it. Okay. I love it for my gut because I was getting, for the past few years, so many stomach aches all the time. Every day, my stomach hurt after I ate. And since I started doing this, it doesn't. And it's amazing. Even after coffee, I always got one after coffee. But pretty much after I ate anything, my stomach was just in shambles. But yeah, I've been doing usually 16 hours. Last night, I only did 14 because I I went for a run at night after I'd started fasting. And then by like 8.30, I was dying of hunger. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'm eating. (laughs) It's ridiculous. It seems like you listen to your body a lot and you're doing what your body... Yeah, that's what I try to do is I try to really listen to it. And if it is hungry, well, then I think I should eat. That's awesome. But I find it hard because I'm so used to snacking all the time at nighttime. I know it is hard, but definitely intermittent fasting will help you with that insulin. Mm. So it definitely will help with the cravings long term. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have been loving intermittent fasting lately, especially in the anti-aging medicine world. Mm. Intermittent fasting is the hot topic right now. It's mm. more and more. There's never been more studies about it. And it's just getting more and more talked about. There's so many more benefits. There's anti-cancer 
It's helping with that reduce the risk of cancer. It's helping reduce the risk of especially estrogen dominant cancers, which I find mm-hmm. very, very cool for perimenopausal aged women too. People are loving it for weight loss. I find when I'm really stuck with someone like a gut issue or a hormone issue, intermittent fasting does the trick a lot of the time. Huh. Isn't that funny? Well, what initially caught my eye was how it helps with the cell regeneration and helps yeah. your brain and your memory. And But then after I started, I just noticed that my stomach, I was like, I can't believe this. Oh, you noticed the stomach stuff after? Yeah. Like good or bad? No good. It was phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. After I started, I was like, oh my God, my stomach doesn't hurt. Yeah, isn't that awesome? And then you notice better energy, I'm guessing, too. Yeah, better energy for sure. Yesterday, two workouts. Normally, I would do maybe, yeah, one a week and be exhausted. Yeah, Yeah, better energy, less coffee I've had. Okay, so probably less brain fog, too, then. Mm -hmm. I haven't had any dairy as well. Just kind of cut them out at the same time. I didn't have a lot of dairy. I mean, sometimes I'll have like a splash in my coffee or something of goat milk. Mm-hmm. But I find with this quarantine, I've just been so focused on health and really listening to my body. Yeah. And that's the one thing about this quarantine is everyone's really making health a priority again, which is really nice. Yeah. That pause, and I don't think that I've ever really put it really as a focus. Especially when life is normal and we're running around and we're in this crazy hamster wheel of life, where the last thing we're really thinking about is, okay, did I have enough micronutrients in my smoothie today? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. It's so funny. And I thought, because I've been feeling so good and I was like, when I think that, because now every day I'm going for walks and runs out in the sunshine in Toronto, in my condo and in my office, some days I wouldn't even see the sun for weeks at a time because I would be inside. Often I work from home, my home office. I don't even go to our office. So I don't even leave the house. (laughs) Yeah. Like how strange is that for our bodies to not see sunlight for that stretch of time? Sunlight is so important. It's so important. And that's why I think a lot of people got this whole thing wrong when it was the quarantine thing where you have to stay indoors. Mm -hmm. That was a big misleading part of this whole quarantine. Mm -hmm. You need it, A, most of all, during the whole coronavirus, you need it for your immune system. Mm -hmm. You need the sunlight. You need vitamin D. That's the main factor for your immune system. When I see people jogging outside, social distancing, jogging outside, that is amazing to me. Mm -hmm. So now, where can people find more information about you? So you can go to my website, drjamielin.com. I have a lot of recipes on there. I have all my services on there and all the links to my social media. But I like to stay active on social media, Instagram mostly, at drjamielin. And yeah, you can learn more about me there and all the links to my services are all there as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, of course. I have fun. (laughs) Me too. I could talk to you forever. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Thank you, Jamie.